Duke Energy says the best way to avoid billing surprises is to track your use. Duke Energy customers who have a smart meter can sign up for a usage alert. Similar to data alerts you get from your cell phone company, a budget can be set for the amount of your monthly energy bill and receive notices when you're approaching your limit. Residential customer service specialists are available Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. by calling 1-800-521-2232. Duke Energy presents Conversations About Living Young with your host, Marina Kears, Executive Director of Hendricks County Senior Services. Well, good evening and welcome to Conversations About Living Young. I am Marina Kears, the Executive Director at Hendricks County Senior Services. And if you join us every week, you know that our mission every month, you know that our mission is to help older adults um, live as independently as possible in the home of their choice for as long as possible. We do this in a variety of ways, and so at this show, we try to share with you some of the ways that we know that older adults um, can can improve their independence. And today I have with me William Rodenhamel. He is the Executive Director at Hendricks County Com- Community Foundation. Um, William is uh, has been the executive director there for several years. He is a uh, longtime resident of a, in northeast of Brownsburg. We're glad to have him with us tonight. Um, William, welcome. Thanks, Marina. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, first, before we get started uh, in our conversation, which is really about legacy and uh, what kind of impact we can have in our communities now and then in the future, I just want to hear what's new at the Community Foundation. You're always up to good things. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me this evening. The Hendricks County Community Foundation has been part of Hendricks County for more than 25 mm-hmm. years, and our goal is really simple. We're, we're here to help generous people realize their goals for giving back. And we're here to help make Hendricks County a better place. Yeah. It's um, The Community Foundation model is different than most nonprofits. We are an independent 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to make, making Hendricks County better. But unlike most nonprofits, like the mm-hmm. senior services that has a particular program, our program really is our funding. Mm-hmm. So we, we make grants to help other nonprofit organizations be as effective as and efficient as possible. And we're making those grants to help our donors realize their goals for giving back. And just in the last year, we've been able to make almost $600,000 wow. worth of grants for Hendricks County. And um, those those go across a wide range of programs. Everything's from arts to parks and recreation. We um, administer about 40 scholarships Mm -hmm. for graduating seniors in in our local high schools each year, as well as um, health and human services um, and the community enhancement writ large. A couple of great things that have been going on recently. We recently announced our largest grant in the history of the Community Foundation, which was a $750,000 grant from one of our donor-advised funds. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the funds where people can be involved in recommending to our board of directors where those grant dollars go on an annual basis. 
and in this case, the donor wanted to support anonymously the rebuilding of the Cascade Youth yeah. League baseball fields in Amo. So um, that's a project that's going to be helping the, in, the, in the Cascade area. And we'll be touching generations of kids' lives. They're going to be able to rebuild the, it's about a $1.2 mm-hmm. million dollar project overall. They're going to be able to rebuild the baseball fields. And it's going to be just a wonderful project that should be all wrapped up by this September. So that's, that's really one of the most exciting things. And the other thing that's very exciting is that Lilly Endowment has recently announced a grant to community foundations statewide. And Lilly Endowment's been very thoughtful about helping community foundations mm-hmm. over the last 30 years. And so we're able, through the generosity of Lilly Endowment, to offer a two-to-one match for gifts to our unrestricted funds, those okay. funds that our board uses flexibly to address the greatest needs and opportunities in our community. So we offer a number of named unrestricted funds, and a $100 gift has $300 worth of impact. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's exciting. Yeah, I love that they do that, and that they want to see the community foundations grow. I think that's a really fantastic benefit to the community. And certainly um, Senior Services has been a beneficiary of um, the community foundations giving over our history. And um, it's nice to see you grow. And it's wonderful to see these great projects coming up. I live in the uh, Cascade area, so it's it's a great uh, thing to think about what that field will look like now and then in the future. So, um, you know, I love that story. And they've there's been numerous news articles about that story. And I followed it because it's so close to home. Um, but you know, the neat part has been the family conversation that's really happened there. And so when we think about legacy, um, this really is a family, you know, we are, our families pass so much down, um, and we get so many values from those that are older than us. And that's one reason why I love working with older adults is because they really are the, are the ones, um, the foundation for those values that are in the community. So um, let's let's start talking about legacy. What's your favorite story that you would describe as a, a legacy leaving story? What what which one makes you smile the most? You know, there's so many, and it's one of the things I love about my job is I get to work with generous people to help them realize their goals mm-hmm. for giving back. And there's a great story. It comes from Amo as well. Um, and predates my time mm-hmm. at the Community Foundation about a gentleman who was a custodian at Amo yeah. High School, or the Amo Elementary School, mm-hmm. excuse me, named Jackie Eggers. And Jackie was a very simple man, lived in a home that, as far as I know, didn't have running water there wow. in Amo. And when it came time to do some planning, he huddled up with an attorney, and she helped him determine what he wanted to get back to. Mm-hmm. And he had worked at the school as a custodian mm-hmm. for years, and he really loved those those elementary school kids. And so he worked with the Community Foundation to set up a fund that would uh, be funded through his will. And that fund has now been part of the Community Foundation for 15 years. Wow. And Jackie Eggers is continuing to help the kids at the school that he loved so much. That's great. To have things like books in the library, mm-hmm. Um, to help with the, the school lunch assistance program. And the, those, those funds are used flexibly by the school to address the greatest needs. But 
that's a, a wonderful legacy that mm-hmm. he left those kids. And it, it was never a large amount of money, but mm-hmm. he had a real impact on those kids' lives, mm-hmm. both while he was living and then after he's passed. Yeah, I love that story. And I love that you can think about people that... Um, we all have the opportunity. You know, you can be the uh, the fantastic favorite custodian at your kid's elementary school, or you can have a job that some people might think is more important, but the impact that you can leave is 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 real nonetheless. So I, I love, um, that's a, that is a good story. Thank you for it, reminding us one. of that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it says a lot about people in Hendricks County. It does. It's a fantastic place to live. So what is that, um, you know, I think often, and maybe this is, uh, you know, a stereotype that may or may not be true, but I think sometimes people are worried about um, as they begin to plan their their final arrangements and their funerals, and then what what's going to happen to my money and I'm going to do this will. I think some people are really worried and concerned. They don't think maybe they have enough to share. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, what does that mean for families? What does that really look like when you think about sharing a part or some or all of, of what you have saved over your, over your lifetime? Well, it's certainly important to do that planning mm-hmm. because without doing that planning, either the state or other individuals, the courts will will make those decisions for you. Yeah. So it's important for people to to plan ahead. Mm-hmm. My wife and I did this uh, when our son was born originally, um, and really put together our first wills then. And he's twenty two now, yeah. so it's been a little Might while. Be time for an update. It, it, it actually <laughs> is. Honestly, we've we've been talking about having to look at those, and you should look at yeah. them every five or ten years. And we we've, we've we've done it, but not since he turned eighteen. Yeah. So it's it's time for that again. But it's important to do that planning and and to recognize what your priorities mm-hmm. are. Family usually is first, and mm-hmm. that's appropriate, Absolutely. of course. Um, but there's, I feel it, that um, from from my value system that it's important that I set aside part of that for the the charity that my wife and I choose to do mm-hmm. on an annual basis mm-hmm. as well to be able to turn that that annual giving into forever giving. Yeah. That's an important piece. Yeah, I like that. And you think about where you put your dollars over the course of a year and over the course of many years, and you do have a good recognition of what your values are. Um, for those of us that uh, you know believe where your treasure is, there your heart is, that's and right. that's a big that's a big indicator. Is where where do I spend my money anyway? Where do I give it? And it, it doesn't have to be a large percentage. Right. Um, you know, even even one percent can have a real impact. Mm-hmm. Um, one percent, five percent, ten percent, and once you've figured out which pieces you want to go to family members, and as people look at estate planning, there and and I, I have to mm-hmm. say I'm not a an attorney <laughs> or a financial mm-hmm. planner, and and I would definitely recommend individuals consult with mm-hmm. professionals in those fields. But when you look at estate planning. You want to look at the whole range of your assets, and there are ways that you can use those assets to realize your charitable goals as well as your goals for giving back to your family. Okay, that's great. So when do you start? I know you said uh, you you put together a will when your son was born. I mean, how how soon is too soon, and how late is too late? <laughs> it's it's like the old Chinese proverb, isn't it? The best time to plant a tree is yesterday, yeah. mm-hmm. and the second best time is today. <laughs> today. So I think it's important to to start that planning because you never know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. and um, it's good to be able to understand 
where things are going. And there's a sense of relief, I think, yeah. in knowing that 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 planning is done and mm-hmm. that, that your wishes will be followed. Mm-hmm. So in your experience, do most people um, share all of those details with their families? Do they keep it private? And then the next part of that question is, do they tell the organizations that they want to um, have some of their their dollars go to? I think it's as individual as all the individuals in our community. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, in my experience with the Community Foundation, when people have indicated that they, they planned a gift to the Community Foundation, some have shared and some have not. Mm-hmm. Um, in the case of Jackie Eggers, Eggers we actually worked with him, uh, my predecessor did, to, to make sure that his goals were being mm-hmm. met. And that's better, I think, if yeah. in, in terms of... Um, the planning with a charity because that gives the opportunity to the individual to have a good conversation, mm-hmm. uh, to decide with the charity whether they want to be recognized for their gift or yeah, want it to be point. anonymous, mm-hmm. whether there may be ways to leverage that gift in in ways to have a larger impact. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a conversation within the last year with an individual who wanted to make a gift to the Community Foundation, wanted to do part of it during their life and part of it as a planned gift. And we were able to use some of those funds that they wanted to make the gift with in this year to purchase an insurance policy. Okay. And because of that, that gift will be much larger than it would have been if they just left it in their will. So um, most charities have more sophisticated ways to structure planned gifts so that the impact can be larger. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, it, they're, they're exciting options between just writing a check to a charity, mm-hmm. all the way to options where there are life income plans where the donor may actually receive income at a very favorable interest rate mm-hmm. compared to, to what uh, a CD or a, a bank deposit would be. Well, so you're right, it's complicated. It can be complicated, yeah. but it's the role of the charitable organization to help make that yeah. simple and be able to explain those options, both to the, the potential donor and their professional mm-hmm. advisors. But mm-hmm. um, you, you, you started by asking about whether those arrangements are shared with family, yeah. and that's a very personal mm-hmm. decision, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see. We sometimes at the at senior services see both ends of that uh, because we work with family uh, seniors. We work with seniors so closely. We work with their family caregivers so closely. Um, so it's, yeah, you can see both both sides of that conversation. And uh, sometimes it's positive and sometimes it's not. But, sure. um, you know, our, our seniors are, um, we, we, of course, encourage everyone to plan. And so I know at Senior Services, we try to have at least once a year someone to come in and just talk about not specifically um, planned giving, but um, really just planning for, for the eventual. I mean, we, we will all die. And so we need to think about what what do we want to have in place uh, when that happens? So it's not a very um, maybe exciting thing to talk about, but it's really important. It is. Yeah. And I think people invo- avoid it. I, you know, they, <laughs> it's easier. It, it is easier. Yeah. It certainly. is easier. Yeah. So um, one of the things that you just mentioned that was interesting um, made me think that you don't have to wait until you pass away to, to do some of these we'll call them creative or, um, um, more, um, 
more formal giving than just than just writing a check or handing over cash. So um, do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Um, what are some other giving options for people now who maybe have investment income or they have other um, dollars that they're they're wondering, what's a good use of this do- this money while I'm still here? Absolutely. Well, there, there are many options for leaving a legacy and, and um, whether that's an immediate gift, and, and many people in the charitable sector are talking now about immediate gifts, delayed gifts, and then life income gifts. Mm-hmm. I mentioned those ones that, that can actually provide money back to the donor or, or, or income stream. With immediate gifts, there are obviously lots of options. Mm-hmm. Um, and IRA rollovers are a very popular one mm-hmm. um, where the money never actually comes into revenue, but rather the um, the withdrawal from the IRA would go directly to a charitable organization mm-hmm. so that that revenue isn't recognized for tax purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, insurance beneficiaries is another easy way to make an impact okay. today or uh, or to do it for a future gift as well. And that's simply changing the beneficiary on your policy, removing someone who may or may not need the money, or if you've already purchased a funeral arrangement, that kind of thing, that switching sort of thing. it to a, 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 a charitable organization, mm-hmm. yes. And, okay. and, um, and then certainly in the, the more planned gifts, most of those are going to either be trust or trust beneficiary designations or a bequest in a will. Mm-hmm. So you you use your will to say, I would like to give a portion of my estate or a portion of the residuary of the estate mm-hmm. to a nonprofit organization okay. or to my church. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. So Wonderful. There, there, there are a number of ways to structure it. The most important thing is to think about the impact and the legacy someone wants to mm-hmm. have. And and then to I, I think it's best to have the conversation with the, the nonprofit organization or, or with your church right. because we at, at the nonprofits are trained to understand what the options are mm-hmm. and and how that impact can be had to, to, to increase that impact and make it easier on the donor as well. Right. Um, there's another great story of, that we've got, and, and of course at the Community Foundation, we're invested in building endowed funds. Mm-hmm. So the principle of, of the gifts that we receive will be held forever, mm-hmm. invested, and then a portion of the income will be used to, to affect the charitable purpose that the people started the fund in the first place for. Mm-hmm. And we've got a fund that was started by a couple that's still living. Um, they fully funded it through an insurance policy. Wow. And the intent of that is to continue their annual tithing to their church forever. Isn't that neat? What it, a neat idea. It's such a neat idea. Yeah. They wanted to take those annual gifts and turn them into forever mm-hmm. gifts, as I said earlier. Mm-hmm. And and the Community Foundation is an ideal organization to be able to help someone mm-hmm. with a goal like that because we're invested in building those endowment mm-hmm. funds. But many other organizations can provide that sort of planning and that sort of creativity mm-hmm. in terms of how do I create the legacy I want yeah. to create. Yeah. So you just mentioned a couple things, but that that question, you know, how do you do it is one thing, but 
What if people don't know what they want? You know, where do you, what questions should people be asking themselves or as a, as a partnership, if you have a spouse, what are the questions you, you really need to consider? Where do you, where do you lead people? If they're saying we want to do something that helps the community. And if you, (laughs) what, I don't know, you know, these are, we love everything. So Mm -hmm. how do you, how do you narrow it down? Well, it's interesting when I have conversations with folks like this, I ask things like, What's the best gift you've ever given? Mm. What do you really care about? Mm-hmm. Um, what What do you want your kids to take away from your value system mm-hmm. when you're gone? Um, I think about my dad who passed in 2006 and uh, think about how invested he was in giving back to the community. Mm-hmm. He, he gave of himself widely both to his church and a number of nonprofit organizations. He was a financial donor as well and and so he really gave of his time, mm-hmm. his talent, and his treasure. And I think that if someone doesn't have a clear sense that they need to explore some of these things, but it may be just as simple as we want to give back to the place where we've lived. Yeah. Um, we have a donor-advised fund uh, that was started by a couple who both now have passed, and Hendricks County was their adopted home. Mm-hmm. Um, they grew up in Illinois and spent most of their uh, professional careers in Tennessee and then came to Hendricks County to be closer to family and really embraced the community in, in very profound ways. And they wanted to have an impact here. And they said to the Community Foundation, you know the needs and opportunities. So once we're gone, we want you to continue the mm-hmm. grant making. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's an honor to be able to help them realize yeah. that goal and to, to carry forward that, that mantle. Yeah, that's an amazing responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it really demonstrates trust that, that is built and um, really shows, too, how personal this kind of giving is. Sure. Um, and that's why people take time and they think about it, and you should be asking yourself good questions and deciding. Um, you know, I think sometimes we do our charitable giving because we've been asked um, throughout the year, different organizations ask you for dollars and you think about what do you care about in this moment but it's different to consider what am I what do I want to what the, what do I want this community to look like for my kids and grandkids and, and generations I'll never see so that, that's that, amazing that's exactly the sort yeah. of questions that that people should be asking mm-hmm. and and whether it's a thousand dollar gift or mm-hmm. a million dollar gift I think it's important to to be able to live your values and know your values as you're as you're making those gifts, mm-hmm. and and certainly those small gifts can have a profound impact too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fantastic. I like that. The you know, and over time, those small gifts, especially as you talked about the endowed gifts, that principle is there, but then it continues to grow. We all love our savings accounts for the same reasons, right? So exactly <laughs> it's the right. perpetual account. Yeah. So um, what's a good next step? If, if someone's listening today and they think, I, maybe we need to think about, you know, when, when the kids were little, this was our focus and our will, and now they're adults and gone and uh, out of the house. What, what's a good next first step for, for that individual who says, I might like to learn more about this? Well, I think, I think talking with professional advisors mm-hmm. is a good first step, mm-hmm. whether it's attorneys or financial planners or uh, investment advisors or, or clergymen, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think talking with friends and family is, is important mm-hmm. as well. And I think doing a deep dive into your own personal values and trying to figure out 
what what that impact would look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are great examples uh, throughout the history of the United States of of people of great means and lesser mm-hmm. means who've created things that that really matter in, mm-hmm. in our communities and have had a profound impact. So I think I think that's a great first step. Um, you and I talked about talking with nonprofit mm-hmm. organizations. I think that's a, a mm-hmm. good step too. And mm-hmm. whether whether that's someone at your church or someone at senior mm-hmm. services or reaching mm-hmm. out to me at the community foundation mm-hmm. or someone at the Humane Society, mm-hmm. whatever that that focus really is mm-hmm. to understand what needs those organizations may have and what what they see their growth potential right. looking like and where they might need funds to, mm-hmm. to be able to continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great that's a great point too. So um, you know, if it were me, I'd like to read a book, of course I would. Um, are there any books that you would really recommend to individuals or what's your favorite website that you send people to? Anything like that? Boy, resources? you know, there are some great resources available. Um, the um, Council on Foundations has some good resources on their website. Okay. Um, and certainly one of the things donors may want to do is investigate um, organizations more deeply yeah. to understand That's a good point. what their mission is. And um, there's some good resources for that. GuideStar mm-hmm. is a is a great one where you can look at the tax returns from nonprofit mm-hmm. organizations and, and look at the the impact they're having in their communities. Mm-hmm. That's that's a good resource for that. Mm-hmm. In terms of books, you know, I I haven't read any recently. Okay. But, um, I know there are a number of good ones, and, and there's one I'm trying to think of that my financial advisor pointed me towards recently, but I can't think of what it is. I can't think of the title, but I am thinking that the Dave Ramsey has a book about legacy giving. Um, there's some others. So I think there may be some that are even newer that I haven't uh, haven't looked at yet, but I, I do recall that um, you know his... Um, that he may have a, a planned giving mm-hmm. guide, and it, it may have some questionnaires in it. So there may be some things. I will think about that. I may, I may, we may have to do a shared Facebook post about that, that, that to try to get that idea. information out. Because there's another one somebody recommended to me just recently about yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that. We'll work on that together, William. Great. Well, in the meantime, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, um, where would they find you? How could they get a hold of you? Well, I'm pretty easy to find. We're, Great. We're, the Hendricks County Community Foundation is located on 625, uh, County Road 625 East and uh, US 36, right okay. across from the ball fields mm-hmm. in Avon, just west of 267. And um, they can always call the Community Foundation at 317 317- Two six eight six two four zero. Great. Again, that's three one seven two six eight six two four zero, and and um, our our website's easy to find too. If you just Google Hendricks County Community Foundation, you'll you'll find our. our it site. is it is easy to find, and it has some nice pictures of some of the impact that you've had to, been able to have over the community, and some great great uh, images there of of what happens when people are thoughtful about their giving and they invest in the community. So thank you, um, William. Thank you for what you do for the community and for connecting donors to the causes that are important to them, and um, now, but also down the road. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, and thank you. Um, thank you for listening to conversations about living 
Living Young. I am looking forward to joining you again next month uh, where we talk more about aging in Hendricks County and ways that we can all uh, live independently and with uh, the greatest degree of dignity in the home of our choice for as long as possible. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you. This has been Conversations About Living Young with your host, Marina Kears, Executive Director of Hendricks County Senior Services. This program has been presented by Duke Energy. Duke Energy says in the event a customer is unable to pay a past due bill, customer service specialists are available to discuss a customer's situation and provide assistance to meet the customer's specific needs. And customers who have more than 12 months of usage history at their current residence may qualify for one of the billing and payment plans that gives customers the option of levelizing monthly payments. Residential customer service specialists are available Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. by calling one 800 521-2232.